Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. You know, Dave and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. You know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex, sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. And today, cannabis. Oh, yes, of course. And you know, we love diving deep into the naughty, into the taboo and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, have you ever considered how cannabis can affect your sex life by heightening your senses and boosting your confidence in the bedroom? Well, on today's show, we're going to get specific about how to add cannabis into your sexual routine to create more intimacy in your relationship and in your life so that you can have great sex tonight. Absolutely. What about this afternoon? Yeah, for sure. Anytime, right? Yep. But before we bring on our guests, we're going to remind everybody about our top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex, but nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot. So if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils and silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness, you just have to throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one, so simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. You know, we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are so excited to welcome back today's special guest. Ashley Manta is an award-winning sex educator and coach and has become a sought-after authority on mindfully combining sex and cannabis as part of her canisexual brand. Also, Ashley's the author of the CBD solution, Sex. Whoa, that's so cool. Is it my turn? All right. Um, Ashley, welcome back to the show. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. We know you're in Hawaii and uh, we're going to chat with you for the next hour. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Why don't you (laughs) remind everybody about how you got into the field of sexuality and developed your brands, Canisexual and Elevated Intimacy Academy. Oh my goodness. I want to hear all of this. With pleasure. So I have been a sex educator since 2007. And while the early part of my career was largely focused on sexual violence prevention education and direct service for survivors of trauma, I very quickly burned out and decided to focus more on the pleasurable side of sex. And so I became a phone sex operator when I moved to LA. I worked at the pleasure chest and I got to develop all these amazing relationships with manufacturers and vendors. And then I realized, like being in California, that medical cannabis, of course, was available to me. And what I figured out was that having pain with penetration my entire life up to that point, cannabis, specifically a THC-infused oil applied to my pussy prior to sexy fun time, allowed me to have pain-free penetration for literally the first time in my adult life. And so I sort of 
looked around the landscape in 2014, 2015, and realized that I didn't know of any sexuality professionals who were talking about sex and cannabis. And that became my niche. Canisexual was born. And it has since become an internationally known phenomenon. <laughs> and it's been so cool to watch it grow and really come from a place of pleasure first, but always with consent and mindfulness and intentionality. And then Elevated Intimacy Academy was something that was born in like 2018 or so when I teamed up with a friend of mine to publish my favorite, favorite online course, the Handy Skills Masterclass. I am a hand sex aficionado. And I think hand jobs are one of the most underrated and, and undersung sex acts. And so I wanted to have a place where I could put just self-paced online courses for people who were not able to coach with me or come to my in-person workshops. And Elevated Intimacy was the thing. Wow. Love it. Love yeah. it. Love and we're it. definitely going to get into more of that in the next segment. In the sec second segment. Yeah. yeah. But let's start off with the cannabis part of it. And, you know, let's start right at the very basics. Is cannabis good for us in general? Cannabis is amazing for us. It actually works with something that we have in our body. So you've heard of the circulatory system and the reproductive system and the skeletal system. We also have something in our bodies called the endocannabinoid system. It is a real thing. There are receptors all over our skin, organs, and brain, and they work with both cannabinoids that our bodies produce, uh, including anandamide and 2-AG, as well as phytocannabinoids, which we get from the cannabis plants like THC, CBD, CBG, and the like. And so these compounds actually help our body stay in homeostasis. And that's the entire function of the endocannabinoid system. So yes, cannabis is good for you. Wow. Cool. See, I love learning new things. This is why we have these experts on our Me show. Too. And wow. I have never tried cannabis. I've never tried drugs in my life. And every time we talk to Ashley, I learn something new. But um, we have some listeners out there. Our show's grown. We're over a million uh, listeners now. Let's tell everyone what's the difference between THC and CBD. Absolutely. So those are the two most common cannabinoids that you will hear. THC is the one that is the most heavily regulated in both the US, Canada, and around the world. That is the one that people typically associate with the intoxicated feeling of being high. And it is a really helpful cannabinoid. It has been shown to help with everything from cancer and chronic pain to anxiety, depression, uh, low appetite. The list goes on and on. CBD, on the other hand, uh, is another cannabinoid that is also helpful in some ways but is more popular because it is not as heavily regulated as THC is. You can get it across the United States. I believe it is available pretty readily in Canada as well. Um, for countries in Europe where like you can't get cannabis, but you can get CBD products, like it is the more accessible cannabinoid because it doesn't actually get you high and it can be extracted from hemp. And it is something that really helps with inflammation. It's also can be helpful with taking off low-level stress and anxiety. It can help reduce those. If you have actual anxiety, I don't think CBD is going to necessarily like solve that for you, but it's a helpful cannabinoid. So that's the main difference is one gets you high and one doesn't, and one is way more available than the other. So when people have that medical marijuana uh, prescription, I guess, they're taking THC usually? So... 
the the main difference with what they can get in in medical states versus states that are prohibition is the cannabis plant is the same, whether it's hemp or the cannabis plant or the hemp plant. They're both the same. Hemp just means it has less than 0.3% THC. So if you are going to a dispensary, most often you're buying products that have THC in them, but not exclusively. There are other cannabinoids in the plant that are also really helpful, that work really well with your body. But THC just happens to be the one that everyone's heard of. Do you think people will actually be taught this kind of stuff, like as we learned nutrition at some point in our lives? Do you think that that's going to come to a point where we will learn how cannabis can be used in our body for beneficial reasons? I really deeply hope so. It is starting to become taught in medical schools. There are cannabis physicians organizations, there are cannabis nurses organizations. So as it starts to permeate, I think the healthcare system, it will slowly trickle out into mainstream consciousness. Let's hope. hope they're not even teaching sex in school anymore. Well, so yeah, I that, mean, that's a whole nother story. I mean, this, this whole new generation of um, sexuality and cannabis and, and all those things that were so taboo in the past, you got to believe things are going to change. And you usually Europe's a little bit ahead of us on, on this openness. So, you know, maybe it'll come overseas, but um, something's got to give. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, I mean, like someone like David, who's never tried it before, wh what do you tell someone who just doesn't know, first of all, because we don't know what we don't know, and plus you've never done it before, so you haven't even had any experiences. Yeah, tell not me. Even, not even about getting high. What would you tell that person about trying for the very first time? So I hear this question constantly. And so you're not alone and you're in good hands. <laughs> Don't you worry. I like that the because most... she's going to talk about hand jobs later. Yeah. I mean, good hands. That's okay. right. Okay. <laughs> we'll take good care of you. The first thing to know is that you do not have to be high in order to enjoy the benefits of cannabis. I think that's a common misconception that people feel like, oh, I don't want to use this because I don't want to feel high or intoxicated totally understandable. You don't have to. If you were to use cannabis topically, uh, whether it's like a salve or a, a lotion or a cream or an oil on any part of your body, including your genitals, it will not get you high. So that's a really great place to kind of start if you are brand new to the cannabis experience and it will heighten sensation. It's also great for pain, you know, especially as we're getting older, that crick in your neck or that, that tennis elbow, or the knee injury from the amazing sex you were having the night before. It helps to have something that will kind of smooth that over and, and allow you to be present in your body without the discomfort of whatever ails you. Wow, that's very cool. So what do you think, David? Do you need I don't any, know. Do you need anything? I, I, I'd like to know, like, is there a, a special way to consume it or are you just saying topical is the best way to start? Topical is the best way to start, I think, for people who are brand new. So it I, allows you to have the experience without having to worry about getting high. So, um, you know, I have, um, I don't want to say chronic pain in my back, but, you know, sometimes when I'm sitting in a chair and I get up, everything's a little tighter. Is that, mm -hmm. that topical cannabis um, CBD oil, is that going to help me? CBD or THC oil would be really helpful for you. And you know how amazing it feels when someone's running their hands along those tight muscles mm -hmm. and you just feel your whole body start to relax. That is a great option for getting things started in a sexy capacity. For sure, for sure. So then tell us a little bit about the difference between smoking it and eating it because we hear all sorts of brownie stories where you nice eat the nice uh, THC or smoking it like a joint. What's, what would be the difference there? 
So the main difference is that when you smoke it, the effects are felt within, some people feel them immediately, but usually within five to 15 minutes is when you'll feel the sort of peak effects of inhalation. And that is the method if you want to go the intoxication route that I would recommend to most people. When you consume and eat it, it actually has to go through your digestive system, which means it's going through your liver and and dealing with your metabolism and it actually, in your digestive tract, the, the delta-9 THC, which is the thing that gets you high, it gets converted into something called 11-hydroxy, which is a much heavier and long-lasting compound. So whereas a smoking high lasts, you know, maybe two, possibly up to four hours, an edibles high is going to last from four to eight hours. So, and it's going to be a lot heavier. It's a lot more intense, and people so regularly overconsume edibles. Yeah, we've seen it for a new. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really concerning. Um, People think that they can just take a ten milligram edible and be fine, whereas it's really like two and a half milligrams Mm -hmm. is plenty for a newbie. Like even I only take two and a half milligrams these days because my anxiety's gotten so bad thanks to COVID. (laughs) Like. Just a little, little bit. You can always add more. You cannot subtract. Right. Got so it. smoke a little bit, wait 15 or 20 minutes, then smoke a little bit more. Take an edible, wait a full two hours. Oh. And then if you're not where you want to be, take a little bit more. Wait another full two hours. What you hear with the brownie stories is I took half a brownie, didn't feel anything after 30 minutes, and took the other half of the yeah. brownie. And two hours later, I'm regretting right. all of my life choices in order. Right. Like, Exactly. That is what we've seen. Okay. But is one more healthy than the other? Do you recommend one over the other? Between, I mean, healthy. I would say it is not great to smoke, right? right? Like you, if you are combusting plant materials into your lungs, that is not ideal. However, you can vaporize cannabis. Oh. Um, and I'm not talking like the vape pens with the oil. I'm talking about actual like flour that you grind up and put into a vaporizer, like a volcano Okay, where... It is at a lower temperature and it's much easier on your lungs. That, you know, I've spoken to MDs and nurses across the board and they say that vaping cannabis flower is like kind of their go-to. Okay, for health. Certainly edibles are fine um, in terms of health if you are consuming edibles that are like not chocolate and gummies. That's, That's maybe not the most healthy choice necessarily. Cool. All right. We're going to talk about Ashley's sex life at the end of the show in Great Sex Matters. But just in general, how can cannabis improve our sex lives? So cannabis improves our sex lives by helping to address the things that are getting in the way of pleasure, connection, and intimacy. So what are the things that usually get in the way? Anxiety, feeling disconnected from your body, being really stuck in your head. Brain trap. Pain. Yes, exactly. So all of those things can be lessened or entirely eliminated by introducing cannabis in a really intentional way. And that would be, I mean, how long in advance before your sexual encounter would you then consider either smoking or eating something? I would say, honestly, I don't recommend edibles for sex. Like it's just too hard to predict when you're going to be in that sweet spot And because it takes up to two full hours to kick in, like that's a lot of coordinating times and hoping everything lines up. Like for sex, I say inhalation and topicals are the way to go. And topicals, you want to apply like a marinade. So 15 to 20 minutes before sexual stimulation is going to begin. And smoking can happen 
immediately before, during. I've heard from a lot of people that they love smoking a joint while their partner goes down on them. Oh. Now, is this something is that you, is this something that both partners should be doing at the same time, or is it okay for one to be high and the other one not? As long as you have negotiated while sober, whatever you negotiate and feels good for both of you is totally fine. You don't have to be smoking the same thing. You don't have to smoke the same amount. You don't even have to both be smoking. You can, one person can be on edibles. One person can be on topicals. One person can be smoking. As long as you're clear and you know how it's going to affect you and you're very mindful of consent, you can do it however you want. You could have one person who's totally sober and the other person who's stoned off their ass if that feels good for you if you've done that before and you feel safe and probably practicing helps right so you kind of know how what to expect before you get there specifically masturbating try it on your own notice what it does to your body masturbate see what happens with your orgasm see what happens with your mental clarity and then write down how was this for you And then when you go to have partnered sex, you'll have a much more uh, clear picture of what to expect. Cool, 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 cool. So last time we spoke, you told us about the two main strains of of, um, cannabis. Um, Why don't we go quickly into them and tell us which is better, which one is better to have great sex? Are we talking about indica and sativa? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So fun fact. Indica and sativa, we have learned over the course of the time that I've been in the cannabis industry, they are completely bullshit. Oh. There's no difference in terms that you can discern from the shape of the leaf because that's all it is. People say that sativa leaves are, are long and skinny and indica leaves are short and bushy. And they believe that based on those um, plant differences that you can predict how it's going to affect you, that indicas are heavier and sleepier and sativas are more energetic and creative it's all complete nonsense. It's largely placebo and it's marketing. So what you really need to do is instead of going by indica sativa, go by the way that it smells and the way that it makes you feel. Every single person, including myself, has had a something that is billed as a sativa that puts me to sleep or vice versa. So don't go by that. It's There's no scientific backing for it literally at all. Just try a little bit of whatever you're using see how it affects you and go from there. Myth busting but, is so good. I know, but I, yeah. just, I just have a question though. Does If you smoked the same thing, let's say every day for five days, would you get the same type of high every time? It depends on the context and your body chemistry, but typically if you're smoking the same thing, you're going to get pretty similar results. Oh. But set and setting matter. Okay. So if one day you're really stressed and busy and everything's kind of coming at you, it might hit you differently than if you were just sitting on a beach, basking in the sun. So keep all of those things in mind when you're trying things out before you want to get ready to use it in your sexual encounter. Or if Ashley was coming over to have a threesome with us. Well, we might want to try it before. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. The excitement would be way up there. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) I got you. Well, let's just take a quick break here. Tell everybody that we are Carol and David. I guess everybody knows that by now. This is a sexy lifestyle. And we are talking with sex educator and cannabis expert, Ashley Manta, all about how to integrate cannabis into our sex lives. Wow. Why don't you just tell everybody now about the topless travel event that we're looking forward to next year? Absolutely. Topless Travel is the best. Uh, We've been traveling with them for a couple of years now. And if you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever, then you just have to book with 
Topless Travel from Hero 2 in Jamaica, Desire in Cancun, and all the Bliss Cruise experiences. Topless Travel needs to be your number one choice. Yeah, their trips and events are all about the people and the sexy, fun experiences. So let's shout out to all those sexy host couples, including Jessica and Justin, of course, Party Mark, and uh, all the other ones who are there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, you'll find us on many of Topless Travel's amazing trips. Listen up. The one that we're really looking forward to, well, it was, you know, their sexy silver in Cancun, but that got sold out. The next one is going to be the Bliss Cruise next year from April 20, April 17th to 22nd. It's the Celebrity Summit Cruise, and we're going to be broadcasting live from the ship. All the cabins are selling quickly, so like we say on all these trips, you need to book now. And come and join us for a week. We'd love to meet you. Maybe you'll be a guest on our podcast. For sure. And for more information about this trip and any of the other topless travel events, you just have to go to the thesexylifestyle.com and click on the Topless Travel Events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Absolutely. Just go do it. Alrighty. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. Let's get back to the show with sex coach and author Ashley Manta as we get into talking about her new book, The CBD Solution, Sex. And she, I think she published it. You published it in about 2020, Ashley? That's correct. September 2020. Wow. Congratulations. So let's start with what inspired you to write a book. That's a big endeavor. Thank you. Um, Honestly, this book sort of dropped into my lap. I will be honest with you. Uh, The editor of Mary Jane, which is uh, Snoop Dogg's media company, reached out to me and he said, hey, we're publishing a series of three books on CBD and subject and we're going to do one on sex, and we'd love you to write it. And I was like, I don't want to write a book. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, that you. sounds That's terrible. And uh, then they told me what the uh, honorarium for writing the book was, and I was like, oh, I'm interested now. <laughs> okay, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because the truth is, I honestly don't like writing that much. Okay. I have written so much. I published over 200 articles between 2015 and 2019, and – that was just a lot for me. And I was like, eh, whatever. But I love Mary Jane. I love the editor. And I knew that if they were going to be publishing a book on sex, I wanted to have input on how it was structured and, and what it was going to be putting across. So cool. I was like, fuck yes. All right, yeah. let's do it. So they gave me four weeks to write it. Wow. Yikes. And so I just cranked it out in uh, the fall of 2019. It came out in the fall of 2020, which uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, during a global pandemic is the actual worst time Uh, to release a book. mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Do not recommend zero stars. So it's been a lot of kind of catch up as things have started to open up again and be like, hey, I actually did write a book. I know that there wasn't any kind of like press tour Uh or or book signings or like launch party, but it, it exists. It's a thing. So quickly, um, tell people where they can get it. Yeah, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on the publisher's website, which is Chronicle Books. And it's, I believe, Urban Outfitters picked it up for oh, distribution cool. as cool. well. And basically, um, you know, your elevator speech on what the book is about. Sure. It is all about sex and cannabis for anyone from complete newbies to people who are pretty skilled. And it goes through 
solo sex, partnered sex, as well as all the things you didn't learn in school about sex ed broadly and the science of cannabis. So it is really meant to be a, a resource book for anyone who's curious about combining sex and cannabis. So those who don't know what they don't know can start right there. Great place to start. I'm wow. going to get the book. Well, I think that would be a good idea. I don't like reading. Is it available in audio? It is not available in audio Can you come here yet, and read it to although, me? I will come here and read it to you. <laughs> Love, it. Love it. We'll yeah. have story time with Ashley. <laughs> She's going to read the book, stroke my cock. I'm going to be happy. You think so? Happy That's what's going to make you happy? You know, it doesn't take much to make yes, me happy. Yes, I absolutely know that. <laughs> so so um, let's move on um, because I'm sure in your book you have taken some of your um, coaching, which is um, um, another one of your passions in life. Um, let's, let's just talk about your, your coaching uh, business. Um, and, and you talk a lot about, you know, brainstorming creative solutions um, for sexual and communication roadblocks in relationships. Yes. So my background is actually in philosophy. I got my undergrad and master's degree in philosophy. So thinking outside the box and coming up with unconventional approaches to whatever's going on in life is really my passion. So when I work with women and couples, it's a lot about communication and what's getting in the way and what's not being said and where all of the kind of hidden resentments and and miscommunications are lurking. And I just love diving into that with folks and helping them realize, wait, I can actually be true to myself, be self-aware, share my needs with my partner in a way that they can actually hear me and my sex life and relationship will be better. That's a win for everybody. Oh, and bigger. so that is what I love doing. Now, you know, we don't actually consciously think about roadblocks that are stopping us from having the best life ever, but there's many different types of roadblocks. Like how many, or just rhyme off a couple that you've seen. Brain traffic. Absolutely. Most commonly, I see desire discrepancy where one person has an idea of how much or how often they'd like to have sex and the other one has a very different idea of what that's supposed to look Do like. you know that, huh? Yes, uh, we have that issue. We have that issue. That's okay. We know it and we work on it. It is one of the most common issues that I see in couples. And if you're non-monogamous, that tends to help if you have ways of, of getting those needs met outside of the relationship. But a lot of my clients are monogamous or are swingers, so they are primarily committed to the dyad. And so being more creative about, well, okay, what does sex mean? And what are the needs that you actually have? Do you want to just get off? Do you want to feel close to your partner? Like what, what needs are you trying to get met when you say, I want to have sex more often? Oh, right. And, and, and what about the why? Why you want to have sex more often? Just because it feels good or does it gets you feel closer to your partner? Like the whys are important as well. The why is important. Is, is it validation? Do you want to feel desired? Do you want to feel attractive? Do you just need that wanting to have like self-esteem? Like there's all sorts of angles that that could be coming up. And so there's a lot of things that don't get said when people just make the blanket statement, we're not having sex enough. I'm like, okay, let's slow down, dissect this a little bit. And I love geeking out on the minutia. So. <laughs> it sounds like it. I can hear the passion in your voice. Now, one <laughs> of the things I think the most common thing in the world is people want to be more confident in bed. They want to know yes. how to be good lovers. Why why do you think people aren't confident? Well, I think they don't think they're good lovers. And Sorry, so I wasn't I asking you the oh, question. Oh, I see. Okay. We're going to ask our expert. Our expert? Okay. okay. Well, I'll ask you after, okay? Okay, baby. Yeah. Ashley, Ashley, let me talk. Why are people not confident in the bedroom? I think there's a lot of reasons. Um, 
as much as I love porn, I think people see porn as something that's aspirational Mm. as opposed to entertainment. And so they don't squirt across the room. They can't stay hard for four hours. They don't have a body that looks like that. And they think that that somehow makes them less than. They don't understand that what they're watching is sci-fi. Right. And I love porn. Like if you can contextualize it, if you have porn literacy and you realize that what you're watching is no different than watching The Matrix, it's fine. But if you look at that and you're like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to look like, sound like, smell like, taste like, perform like – That is a recipe for feeling inferior, not to mention we live in a culture that makes us feel bad about our bodies as they grow, as they age, as we gain weight, as we lose weight, so many things. And and when you couple that with just a blatant lack of knowledge about bodies and pleasure and sexuality, everybody's just kind of groping around in the dark with no real clue as to what they're doing. And so they feel very insecure. And my job is to help you feel confident and enthusiastic and in touch with your body and able to communicate your desires and own them, not feel shame about that hot fantasy you have. And I think the good thing is that we actually can become better lovers when we do these things. And if you want to be a good lover, start with that, right? Get that confidence in the bedroom. So Ashley, confidence in the bedroom 101, what are three things people need to do or practice to get more confidence? You need to be self-aware. You need to know how your body works and how it receives pleasure and what feels good for you. You need to be able to communicate with your partner and really listen to what they want and need. And you need to have really good boundaries. Wow. And to be able to communicate. You need to know where you end. Yeah. Yeah. You need to know where you end and they begin so that you can play and not be enmeshed. Ah, interesting. I like that. That's very cool. Now you talk about reframing limit reframing limiting beliefs around bodies and pleasure. Mm -hmm. How can people do that? One of the most common and limiting beliefs that I see, especially among heterosexual couples, is that sex has to involve penis and vagina penetration. There you go. I am of the belief that any consensual activity for the purpose of pleasure counts as sex. So that could be a heavy makeout session. That could be nipple play. That could be a hot fantasy whispered in your ear. That could be a full body massage. All of those things count. And when we put this idea of the penis has to go in the vagina and then somebody has to come or both people have to come and that's what like makes a successful sexual experience. It's like, wow, that's very narrow and restrictive is and foreplay is part of sex right it's yes no such thing as the before penetration therefore that's the foreplay no it's all part of sex all part of sex yeah now you you talk about the team approach to having a great relationship versus that adversarial and conflicting type of sex where I want sex and the other person says no. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit and see how, you know, the dynamics can change within a relationship by making it a team-based approach. Yes. The team us approach really is everything. If it's, I want sex and you're saying no. So you're the gatekeeper and you're denying me and I'm chasing you and now I'm resenting you. Like that's, a recipe for a lot of of strife in a relationship. But if you come at it and say, okay, these are the needs that I have. This is what I would like to have happen. What are your needs and boundaries? What would feel good for you? What what can you, if you really like tap into your body and, and get present for a second, what feels like a hell yes? What's on the table? And what are you not okay with? Are you willing to put your arm around me while I jerk off 
so that I feel you with me and I'm still getting that release, but you don't have to actually be directly involved. Are you open to that? Like, can we negotiate? Can we get to a mutual hell yes? Well, I like that's that. the team us approach. I like that. Carol and I did that actually the other day. Um, she wasn't in the mood. Um, you know, she's on uh, hormone therapy and her libido has been down. And um, we sometimes just do mutual masturbation. And the other night I said, babe, I, I really want to come. And um, so well, I started doing my hand job because I love hand jobs also. Love and then I started getting horny too, and I needed to do my own hand job. So I left his cock and I started playing with my pussy. No, and she took out her womanizer yeah. and um, she um, had a wonderful orgasm. We didn't fuck. Um, I was playing with her tits, rubbing her arm. She had a great orgasm. She rolled over and she just watched me come and I just came all over her tits. And that was sex for the evening. Yeah. I love that. And nobody, it was, it was good for both of us. Uh, no. And uh, we just both had great orgasms. It was fun. And it was consensual that we did it, like, like you said, as a team. And we got off, both of us, and we enjoyed it very much. And we took a nice nap after that and uh, went on with our day. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are some other ways people can, you know, change that mindset about it's me and you versus it's us? So in just an interpersonal conflict where like you didn't take out the trash or you're always late, that kind of thing, start with I statements. It's like these basic things that we learn in college about communication, but that people forget when they're in actual relationships to say, hey, I'm noticing that I'm feeling some resentment coming up um, because the dishes aren't done. And that's that's starting to bother me. Can we work together and brainstorm something that feels equitable for both of us? Like I understand your job is really busy and, you know, having empathy, being able to say, this is what I need and this is what I'm noticing is coming up in my emotional experience in this circumstance, but I can also see where you're coming from instead of just coming in and being like, you never do the dishes, you ungrateful prick. That's just not yeah. going to end well. It's as not going to end as... well. And one of the things that David has this habit of doing is that every time he's not quite you know, happy with something that I did or I'm not doing, he always says, we need more sex. We need more sex. <laughs> okay, let's do that instead of bickering like you just said. So he's really good at uh, organizing and making things better just by adding more sex. Every time that's the answer. I don't know. Is that a guy talk but, or but is that I, I, I want to clarify. I want to clarify. It's not about fucking. It's about intimacy. David is very, very big on intimacy. Intimacy and romance. And sometimes, you know, Carol's had a rough day. And it's not about, babe, I want to bang your fucking cunt. It's, babe, how about if we use our massage table and I just take out some nice oil and massage your shoulders. And if something leads to sex, great. If not, and you just feel better. And, and you know, when we're having a massage, I can see when Carol's brain is going a million miles a minute. And I said, babe, I need you to focus on my hands. I need you to focus <laughs> on where I'm touching you and just stay with me. And sometimes even when I'm eating her pussy, I see she's wandering. It's like, babe, focus on me. Yeah. Down he can here. tell. He can tell right away. He's very, very in tune with that. But sex is always the answer for David. I was just laughing at that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, sex can be the answer a lot of times, but it can also get in the way of talking about what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have balance. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. I love makeup sex. That is one of my favorite times. Like after we've had a really tough conversation or we've really processed a lot of issues, that it's like, okay, we've gotten all of the emotional vulnerability out on the table. Now let's bang it out. 
on your opinion on makeup sex? Yeah, see, I, I can't have sex if I'm still angry. I have to totally, totally be cooled off and like not go near him for whatever time that takes. Two weeks. <laughs> no, it's not true. But whatever time that takes, when I'm upset or whatever, there's like no way we're having makeup sex, not now. Uh, but then when I'm ready, he knows. And uh, yeah, then we do have sex. But it's, it's usually... a good thing we don't fight often. <laughs> yeah, we don't actually. So that's great. That helps. But you know what we do all the time? If I say, oh, I love you, hon, and he'll, he'll say, well, I love us. We say that all the time. I love us. And that's that helps. That makes you feel like part of that team that you talk about all the time. And mm. that together yes. we can find the solution. You're not alone in this. We which, made a new pronoun. Our pronoun is us because we're swingers and we're all about us. So that's our pronoun, us. Oh, I see. Okay, sure. That's I good. love that. Yeah. And you know, I remember times where I would have fights with my ex where we would have emoji codes if we were texting. Oh. And if I was worried about like bridging a conversation that I thought was going to be challenging or if things were getting a little bit tense, like we would send this emoji that just means team us. And it was like, oh, right, we're on the same team. It's not me versus you. It's us working on this together. We both have each other's best interests at heart. It's not just I'm looking out for me and you're looking out for you. And that reframe i think really makes a difference when you're going for into sure. challenging conversations yeah sure. yeah for sure but one of the hard things to talk about with your partner is about your needs and desires not everybody is easy talking about that i mean i think a lot of women have a hard time saying what you do you do yeah what they desire what their needs are and you know your needs are not being met but it's so hard to ask we're always givers i think or very often that happens for givers so what do you say about sharing your desires with your partner I think it's so important. It's actually, I have an online course for women called Activating Your Cosmic Pussy. And one of the weeks we spend talking just about what are the things that you desire that maybe you've never admitted to anyone, including your partner, and that you fantasize about or you think about or it flashes in your mind and you're like, oh, I can't say that. What if they reject me? What if they're not into what I'm into? So becoming aware of your own desires, I think is step one. So read erotica, like get out there and be exposed to a lot of different kinds of scenarios and see where your hot buttons are. And then when it comes to bringing it to your partner, set the listening is how I like to approach that conversation where it's like, hey, I want to share something with you. And it's it's kind of vulnerable. And so I really need you to come into this with like an open heart. And even if it's something that you're not into, like I need you to honor that this is something that I'm into and it's a little edgy for me to share. Are you up for that? And then they can say yes or no. They can be like, uh, actually, I just had a shit day and I don't want to talk about this right now. Or they can say, yeah, I'd love to to be here for you in that. And then you say the thing yeah. and then you stop because we have a tendency to over explain when we're nervous. We're like, so I think I like this. But if you don't like that, it's OK. It's you know, don't worry about it. You know, we don't have to. It's like, OK, just say the thing and then breathe. Carol does that. And breathes yeah. tomorrow. Carol does that. <laughs> I have to say it and explain it and then explain it a second time as if he didn't hear right. it the first and, time. And you know what Ashley said is so true, and I'm going to just bring it down to a level that everybody will understand, and it's threesomes. And, um, you know, I don't know how many experts we've spoken to, and we had Dr. Justin Lee Miller on our show, where fantasy is the biggest fantasy out there, is threesomes and group sex. And people never bring it up, and, you know, the world thinks that guys are, you know, all we think about is having a threesome, but women do as well. And, you know, um, we've spoken to many people where the guy finally brings up after 15, 20 years of marriage, hey, hon, you know, why don't we do a threesome? And she says, you want to do one too? 
and you know they both <laughs> have it in their brain but they couldn't talk about it for so many years and finally maybe they do it or they at least talk about it and it becomes you know sexy fodder for a great sex life or they bring in another guy or another girl and all of a sudden it's like wow this is amazing you know that's the spice that we needed in our sex life instead of you know going out and cheating or doing something but you know like ashley was saying if you have something on your mind find the right time bring it up bringing it up after you both had great sex or just before you have sex isn't the right time not when you're stoned not when you're drunk but when you're having a coffee in the morning and the kids aren't around and you know never say no we say right right, right. you know there, there's always an alternative to no I think no's are important and being able to accept a no gracefully is important, but mm. having coming to a mutual win is, is I think what I get from that. And it's I ideal. That yes. Fully. I, yes, I, I absolutely. Like, I like that. Yeah. And even if you, yeah, to make sure that the boundaries there, you say, no, that's not for me. However, I would like to try X. That's, you know, just making totally. sure the boundary is very clear uh, and that no is there, but it's not a shut me down. No. Kind yeah. Of thing. This is how totally. it goes in, in our relationship when it comes to anal sex. So babe, do you want anal sex? No, not on me. But if you want, I'll do it on you. <laughs> or I say we're in the lifestyle. You can find anybody else right. you want to have. You know, if they want to have anal sex, that's fine. Right. It's not for me. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, and everybody gets <laughs> satisfied, you know. So, so you know, open your mind. Listen. You, Ashley said it before. Be an active listener. Listen to what your partner's saying. Don't come to conclusions before they finish talking and things will be good. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And as a, you know, corollary to what we were talking about earlier, cannabis is how I went from anal avoidant to butt slut. Oh, that's interesting. Using cannabis suppositories has ah. been a game changer for me. And I had a partner with a particularly girthy cock. Mm -hmm. And I was like, under no circumstances, are you ever going to get that inside of me? Like 0% chance. And it turns out, it was actually amazing ah. with a lot of warm up, a lot of lube and using the cannabis suppositories, deep breathing, communication, all the things. But turns out it can feel fantastic wow. if a couple of circumstances are tweaked. Uh -huh. And do you talk about that in your book? I believe I do talk about anal in my book. Okay. And if not, you should totally hit me up for coaching. <laughs> okay, there you go. Love it, love it, love it. Wow. This has been an amazing segment. Just remind everybody, this is a sexy lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're having a great discussion with sex educator and coach Ashley Manta. Coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters. So don't go away. If you're looking for an online open-minded community to meet compatible people in your area, you should go to sdc.com and use promo code 30314 for your first month free. So check it out. All right, let's get back to the show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. So everybody knows that this is the time where we get down and dirty with our guests, and I'm pretty sure that Ashley's going to be very good about sharing. But first... Let's talk about your pleasure playbook and, and finger tips. circles. Start, Absolutely. That. So I have this amazing, very lengthy, rather expensive course on Elevated Intimacy Academy called the Handy Sex Masterclass. And I realized that that's not accessible to a lot of people. And so I pulled out some of my favorite moves from that course and I put it into a PDF and that is my pleasure playbook. And one of my favorite moves from that playbook 
are finger circles. So when you are giving a pussy massage, which is literally my favorite thing to receive, I like it even better than oral. Because like you, Carol, I get in my head during oral. I get very distracted. But if you're playing with my pussy with your hands, I can like maintain eye contact. You could be whispering my ear. It's a lot more interactive for me. So finger circles, you lube up your hands. As my mentor, Dr. Betty Dodson, liked to say, uh, you should never touch a pussy with a dry hand. And you take your fingers and go over the uh, shaft of the clitoris, so above the, the hood, and you just make circles down over the hood, across the, the glands of the clitoris. And in you can go clockwise, you can go counterclockwise, you can go up and down, like check in with your partner and see what feels best for them. But especially focusing on the shaft of the clitoris, because as we know, the clit is bigger on the inside. It's not just the little button that you see on the outside. It has a shaft and legs. So you can strum the shaft like a guitar string. And you can make little circles just on the shaft. And for a lot of folks, that area gets completely ignored. People go straight for the head of the clit, which can be very intense under the hood. But if you go above the hood and make those little circles on the shaft, huh, magic, magic and, and fireworks ensue. Wow, I love it. I, I love watching David when he's playing with my pussy. And I do actually maintain the eye contact and I watch him because he has this face that's like, Mad scientist. Like a mad scientist and he's got his potion <laughs> and he's doing his thing and lots of lube. Yeah. No, he does great with that and I absolutely love it. And so. I I love pussy. And I love massaging it and playing with it and teasing it and getting it all all aroused and getting the blood down there and getting it all engorged. And that could take twenty minutes, right? You know, a cock gets hard in at least twenty seconds. But just playing and massaging and carol sometimes doesn't have patience she says get that cock into me and i was like no wait just wait <laughs> and I, I you know i go down there and then i'll kiss her and you know just slow everything down but i, I i'm with you ashley you know taking the time to not go right to that button um is is the thing to do and you slide a finger in and you take it out mm -hmm. and it's not about jamming it in at ten thousand miles an hour it's just a little no. right Yes. So, yes, I'm there. I'm so, absolutely there. So if we were to add cannabis to our sex lives, how, what would we feel like? How would it change that whole experience for us? So what's cool about cannabis, specifically THC, is that it is a vasodilator. So Viagra is a vasodilator. It widens the blood vessels and more blood comes in. We know what happens when more blood comes in. Well, the clit, like the penis, can get an erection. And so when you apply THC directly to the clit, the inner labia, the vaginal opening, and let it sit, give it that time to marinate, 15, 20, 30 minutes, you're bringing more blood flow to the area, which is increasing sensitivity, decreasing any discomfort that you might feel, and really, really heightening pleasure. And so you will notice that it's more swollen. It tends to also be a little bit more lubricated, not just from the oil itself, but because when there's more blood flow, there tends to be more lubrication. And you will just, I find that it is easier to access orgasm. They come more readily and they come harder and more frequently. Now, is there a type of cannabis oil that's specific for sex use on the genitals? Really, any THC oil, uh, usually it's in an MCT coconut oil base. I tend to think the fewer ingredients are better. 
We have um, MCT when you see coconut some, oil. We do. We use that for our massage. But it doesn't have THC in it? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Yet. Yet. What <laughs> <laughs> do I know? Um, so what you can do actually at home is if you happen to have some cannabis flour, you can grind it up, mix it with MCT oil, and throw it in a crock pot, like in a jar, in a mason jar, and let that steep and let it infuse over a couple of hours. And that will actually get all of those THC as well as the other cannabinoids and terpenes, um, which are the things that make plants smell the way that they do. They all work together to increase the uh, pleasurable experience. Okay, okay, okay. I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. So I take this stuff. I make this nice luby stuff. I put it all over her pussy. And then Mm -hmm. I go down and I start licking her pussy for a half an hour. What's going to happen to me? Yeah. Her pussy is now an edible, uh, right. so you need to be very, uh-huh. very careful that was my about. Question. Yeah, good, yeah. Good I question. Tend, it's important to think about. Um, I because I so prefer manual stimulation to oral. Like that doesn't come up for me super often. But if you are on the oral train, you're going to want to use like a dental dam, oh, okay. or or your hands. Um, Just use your hands, or your hand, or your hands, or strap in for an unpredictable edible ride if you happen to be someone with a high edible tolerance (laughs) so does it go through the skin if you use your hands it doesn't go through the skin um in terms of it won't get you high even on the pussy it won't get you high it's a very local reaction topically but if you eat it that's when it i got it so when this at when i do put that potion onto my pussy do i feel it even if i'm not touching myself do i know that that potion is there your mileage may vary. Some people say that they can feel it and they notice after a little bit that they start to feel the engorgement. They feel the blood kind of rushing. Some people don't feel a difference until they get to the orgasm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Next question. What about on the cock? Let's do, I know that's the pussy and it's very sensitive down there, but the cock's got regular skin. Okay, you took my question. The cock does have regular skin yeah. and it does not seem to do as much for the cock yeah. as it does for the pussy. Yeah. It's um, I have heard of some guys who love infused oil hand jobs and and they think it feels great. It's it could help. It could feel good. It might actually work the other way and you may end up with, you know, cannabis cock and, yeah. and sort of a little floppy, which is fine. Like, I don't believe that a cock needs to be hard to be functional and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But if that's a thing for you. Again, try it on your own, see what happens, and then do it with a partner. Wow. All right. We're going to do some experimenting uh, in the next uh, week, and especially, um, well, we won't be able to do it when we're on our trip because we're in Europe and we're not going to be traveling with cannabis because that is illegal. Yes, in most um, places. But we're definitely going to get Ashley to give us some um, recommended things to do because we are not experts on this at all. And uh, we'll share it with our guests. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's talk about self-pleasuring. You are a master at that. Let's talk about why masturbation is so important and uh, why, why, what types of of things should people do um, to make it better? Masturbation is so important. And so I have been masturbating at least once a day, sometimes multiple times. It is genuinely good for you exploring your body, figuring out what feels good, how you like to be touched, loving on yourself, really just taking time out of your day to focus on you and what feels good for you is something that I think not enough people prioritize broadly. Um, 
orgasm has been shown to help decrease pain. It helps with blood pressure. It's good for your immune system. Like the, the many and varied benefits of, of orgasm are widely available on the Google. So I suggest you avail yourself of that uh, if you're listening to this. But also having the time to spend to try out your new cannabis products and masturbate and see how it feels it's so so helpful and to do it without a time limit i think is also helpful so many of us like we're feeling that urge and we just want to like nip into the bedroom whip one out real quick and just move on with our day it's like a pressure release valve and i really invite you as a practice to set aside a good chunk of time, light some candles, burn some incense, put on a playlist, really seduce yourself because you're worth fucking. Yeah. And so if you're going to fuck yourself, really fuck yourself well. I learned that from Betty Dodson and and that it could be a whole experience for you and and moan. Oh my God. So many of us masturbate in stealth mode, right? Like quickly and silently. And I think it feels so much better if you are moaning and expressing verbally throughout the experience. And, you know, we've had um, a couple of um, experts on our show who, you know, masturbation is super important. Masturbating by yourself is super important. But they also um, suggested as a couple that um, if, if, you know, you have that open communication that one person sits there and masturbates and the other person almost takes notes and watches what they do to make themselves feel good. And then they can go back and do it to them because as partners, we don't know what we don't know. And um, as a person who's masturbating, you're learning what feels good. And it's, you know, sometimes I take a toy and Carol's like, no, uh, you're at the wrong angle. But if I watch her do it herself, it's just like, hey, I've, I've learned something new. Yeah. Why waste time? You know, <laughs> and also tips I, and tricks. I find that I can come up with all different types of orgasms. Some that last longer, some that are stronger. Uh, it's different when we're actually having sex and orgasms compared to masturbating. So you kind of get a variety of orgasms just by playing with yourself in different ways for different intensities, different lengths of time. Like you said, sometimes there's that quickie masturbating orgasm and sometimes there's that quickie fucking orgasm, which is also good. And so you get to try out all the different types uh, and, and see which ones uh, work. We even incorporate you know, playing with ourselves while we're fucking. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. So, you know, there's there's all different ways of doing it, but just, you know, don't be shy. Share what you're learning, doing it by yourself with your partner. And um, for those of you who are in partnered relationships, if your partner says, you know what, I need some alone time, it's not because you're not up to it. It's because they need it. They want it. They're going to learn something. They're going to come back and your sex is going to be better. And don't take it personally. Right. <laughs> it's not a rejection. And as a newly as a newly single human, I am absolutely like auditioning new lovers, right? And as a sex educator, I have impossibly high standards for the kind of sex that I am willing to accept in my life. I am not here for this like mosquito bite, right. itching, <laughs> clit rubbing, like jamming into my cervix bullshit. So I'm like, all right, before you even touch me, you sit your ass down and you watch what I do. Well, and you do smart. take notes. There you go. Because I do not have time to like be walking you through this in real time. Like just 
watch the master, yeah. take notes, yeah. and then show me what you yeah. learned. And yeah. if you do it well, then you might get a second date. And you know, that, that that's great because for, um, you know, swingers like us, um, when we go into a swinging situation, when we're going to have sex with someone, we're always asking, what do you like? And we were playing with a couple last time and I was always licking a pussy up and down and using my fingers up and down. And the guy came over to me and said, you know, my wife likes it sideways from side to side. And he showed me and I went and she got off in, in two minutes. Yeah. And I could have been there for a half an hour doing the wrong thing. So ask if you're you know in a new relationship, just ask. Or even ask if it's a long relationship because right. we change. We change. We Our preferences change. change. Totally change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, we're getting to the end of the show. We're going to ask two more questions before you give final advice. So the first one is sexual fantasies. What's on your mind lately? Oh, I am a shameless daddy girl fantasy. Okay. I love the the naughty schoolgirl. I love daddy's big strong hands. I love all of that. It totally turns me on. I love it with dirty talk. And uh, that's my jam. That's cool. And, and just because you've done it before doesn't mean it's not still your fantasy, right? You could. Keep... Oh, it is my go to oh, favorite. Go. That is how yeah. I get off fantasy. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I've had this fantasy for many, many years now, and it's, it. I mean, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to share, but it's a fantasy that I had when I went to a, a show, a concert, a long, long time ago when Taylor Swift was just new, and she was there with her cowboy boots, and she was up on stage, and she was strumming her guitar, and all I could think of was what her pussy looked like underneath her big skirt, and it, it's one of my go-to fantasies even today. I felt guilty because at that time, she was only like 16 years old, but I kind of felt like I was robbing the cradle but I still fantasize about Taylor Swift's pussy and I think like, I've never seen it but I still fantasize about what it might look and like fantasies don't and have to come like true right and be like and it's one of my go-tos when I drift like David was telling you I right away go to Taylor Swift's pussy love it that's why we always have her music on in the background <laughs> no, I love that not at all no but it's kind of funny all right Ashley how about your one of your most memorable sex stories one of my most memorable sex stories was from my 33rd birthday. Um, my friend Nicoletta Heidegger, who you have probably had on the show, and if you haven't, highly recommend. She's an amazing sex therapist. She was generously hosted it at um, her parents' place in Malibu. And I invited two of my lovers, um, my lover, my ex, Ben, and um, my lover, Bruno. And Bruno is French. And so I had them do a threesome with me where I was on a massage table and they were both massaging me and kissing me. And then I had Ben doing dirty talk in English in one ear, Bruno doing dirty talk in French in the other ear, and both of them like stroking my body mm. and rubbing my pussy. And nice. I came so hard. It. it was while... Nicoletta and a couple of my other friends were sitting there watching us like like three little owls on a branch like <laughs> eyes wide well Ashley I, I could talk French in one of, into one of yours yes we speak Absolutely. French as well yes yes that's so hot but you know what that is very hot to have somebody whispering a story in your ear I've had that as we well we did that in one of our swinger parties remember when yeah when got his but name. we did it one-on-one -on -one when we had yes. our date night ah, that's true absolutely we uh, shared stories whispering in the ear but guess because we had had that done before and it, yeah. it's very sensual yeah but do you do you, do you uh speak French do you understand French or you there were just words 
Un petit pas. Okay, I got um, you. I got you. So I know "viens pour moi" means come for me. <laughs> yeah, I uh-huh. like I know a couple of okay. key phrases. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I took seven semesters of French in school, uh-huh. and I remember here and there. But I need a French lover so I can really revive my gotcha. language competency. I but it does in. sound very sexy, no mm-hmm. matter what. Oh my god, it's so hot. Mm-hmm. He could have been describing the weather to right. me, and I would have been like, "Oh God, do it more." I <laughs> know, right? That is very hot. I love that. That's a great story. So we are coming to the end of our show. We would like to leave our audience with some advice. What would you say uh, when it comes to using cannabis to elevate your sexual experiences? How would you recommend that a couple should start if their goal is to have great sex? I would say negotiate before you medicate. Have a very clear understanding of what you're planning to use, how it impacts you. Make sure that you've used it prior on your own so you know. Uh, Make sure that you are with someone that you trust who you believe that if things go sideways that they're going to stop and take care of you. Like that is really crucial. And then have a conversation of like, hey, if I happen to overconsume or if it's not going the way I want it to or I need something to be different, this is how I want you to take care of me. This is how I want you to show up. This is what I need. And these are my boundaries. This is what's not on the table. I don't care how stoned I am. We're not having anal. Like all of those kinds of things. And in the midst... If you're like, actually, I think I I do want anal, go with your pre-negotiated agreements. You can always do something different the next time, but whatever you said at the beginning, that's what you stick with. That's such great advice, and we talk about it all the time in the swinging lifestyle for newbies who are coming in. Don't change your rules on the fly. Do what you Mm -hmm. said you're going to do. If it came out great, fantastic, you like something, you saw something, go back and do it next time. With cannabis, is the same thing, and you you have to look out for each other. Don't take one for the team. Exactly. Wow. All right. Ashley Manta. Wow. We always have a great show with you. Uh, Thanks so much for being here. Why don't you take um, a bit of time to tell everyone where they can get more of this great information, uh, social media, your website. Yes, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at Canisexual on my website, Canisexual.com. I have a podcast, Elevated Intimacy, that is currently on hiatus, but I've got like 61 episodes out. So you can go check out the archives. That's on all the podcast streaming services. And if you are interested in my online sex magic and empowerment course for women, Activating Your Cosmic Pussy, you can go to highpriestessofpleasure.com. And we are just now opening enrollment for the July cohort for the foundation course. So it'd be a great opportunity. And if you're interested in coaching, um, hit up elevatedrelationship.com. That will give you a free 30-minute consult, and we can see if we're a good fit to work together. Wow. And of course, if you missed any of that information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all of their information, and you can even contact them directly from there. Absolutely. And as we did today, we are learning more and more every week from all our amazing guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Holy fuck. What an amazing show with another amazing guest. Ashley Mantha, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And as we do every week, we want to thank all our listeners for being here week in and week out. And remember to join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I and Ashley send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time.
you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. <laughs>